Merry Christmas, you filthy degenerates. How you guys doing tonight? We are back with your week 16 preview, your week 15 recap, championship weekend. Mr. Defusco, you're in the championship game. How are you doing today? How are you feeling this week? Ah, humbug. <laughs> I'm a Grinch this week. Nah, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Um, yeah, I made it to the title game. Fourth championship game in eight years, baby. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one, though. It's going to be a tough one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is no gimme. Um, we are also joined by a co-host of the show, Mr. Steven Sampson, the opposite end of the spectrum, Mr. DFL. How are you doing? That's me. <laughs> That's me. Bottom of the league. Happy to be there. Somebody's got to finish last. And if you're not first, you are last. That's true. We're all last. We are all last. Even potentially including, Eric. <laughs> including, I was going to say, including Eric after uh, this week's beatdown. Oh, we'll get into that later. Shit. All right. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So uh, before we get too far, by the minute. <laughs> before we get too far into everything, uh, I do have to hit you guys with a, just a little bit of breaking news. Breaking news. So I know this is um, kind of shocking. Like we've been we've been talking about it all morning. Josh Gordon failed the drug test, guys. I didn't see it coming. I don't know what to make of it. You know, um, Eric. What are you feeling? Tell us. I mean, I, take a minute. See if you can gather your words. I know it's a shock. Just tell us what you think. So it's week 16, correct? It is. I don't think anybody in their right mind would have played him this week. As far as <laughs> fantasy goes, it's like well, I not mean, much relevance. I, I, but it, it's like you said. It's just like, dude, it's like we've how many times, how many years have been going down this road now? I, see, that's my point, though. Seven? Is that, Six? I, I don't think this has much impact on this week. Um, I think going forward, if if you had any question as to whether or not Josh Gordon was ever going to play again, I think you got your answer today. Am I wrong? I mean, how many chances has this guy got? <laughs> oh, way too many. Way too many. I read on Twitter um, that uh, his doctor had pre- prescribed him this crystal meth, and he didn't know it was on the league's <laughs> list of banned substances. So, oh, he's Will Fuller's doctor. It's not his fault. Okay, uh, he he moved up from from smoking marijuana to. <laughs> <laughs> something he thought would help with his anxiety, not knowing it was on the, the list of NFL's banned substances, guys. I, I think he deserves at least another chance next year. I, I just I hope he can find his way off that commissioner exempt list so we can have the same conversation next year when he I, fails another draft. draft. We'll be we'll be talking about Josh Gordon playing again next year in July. It, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like I mean, like Eric yeah. said, it's just what makes it most shocking is just the sheer number of chances this dude has had. It's like it's just it's fucking insanity. It's like every time you turn around, he's getting reinstated and failing a drug test and put it, getting put back on the exempt list. And it's like, how long are we going to play this fucking game of Ring Around the Rosie? Like, dude, just kick him out. See you later. And yeah. sh- shame on any team for signing him, too. Um, yeah. I mean, all, in all reality, I hope eventually he gets his substance abuse problem under control. But uh, I don't want to see him play. Playing football, I don't want to see him in any more headlines for uh, yeah in, in the NFL. I, I just want to be done with the Josh Gordon saga. And for the record, like I, I'm not a heartless bastard. Like obviously, I want him to get well, and I have a lot of sympathy for drug drug abusers and people that spiral down that that uh, wormhole. And I mean, you know, we're all boilermakers. We've seen it firsthand what drugs can do to people, and 
It's a terrible thing, but at the same time, I feel like the last thing this dude needs is millions of dollars to play football and to fall back into that lifestyle over and over and over. You know, it's hard to get clean when you're fucking broke. It's even harder to get clean when you're cashing $600,000 paychecks, you know? I hope he beats it, and I hope he does well, Um, same as Steve said, and it you know, it's just, it's kind of a joke at this point, and it's, you know, people like laughing at him, but it really is a serious thing, and we, I hope he gets better, but it's like, come on, NFL. Just let him go. Even if he comes back, he ain't gonna be Josh Gordon. Like, just let him go. That's enough of the breaking news, I think. <laughs> what about uh, Keenan Allen not practicing yesterday? That actually could have relevance on Did championship he not teams. No, he's got a hamstring injury. Oh. I mean, he played through it last week, so I'm going to guess. I would, too, but I'm just, Thinking, you know. But you never know. Yeah. For, for lack of having anything else to talk about. Well, I mean, he played he played through it last week. He didn't really play through it last week, Eric. He only played 37% of the snaps last week against Vegas. Yeah, but he played. Yeah, he was a, and he, he had it, but he, he did play. Yeah, but if, you, if you're going in a championship weekend, do you want to start a wide receiver that's dealing with a hamstring injury that last week played 34% of snaps, 37% that's, of snaps? That's kind of my point. You, if he practices at least limited the rest of the week, maybe. Yeah. But uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Um, Tyler Boyd's out. Not that anybody be stopping starting him. And I mean, in PPR, he's wide receiver seven. And I mean, it, he might be one of the reasons you got here. You know, he's he's having a fantastic year. Yeah. Um, after a very disappointing year last year. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's true. I thought I did not get the alert that uh he was still on the uh, injury report as a matter of fact i still can't find it i'm still looking for it it just said he didn't practice yesterday with a hamstring oh okay um also you know quickly we'll uh we'll bring up uh some of these guys we've been keeping an eye on having heated debates over george kittle is expected to play saturday against the cardinals supposedly it's looking like he's better and they they want him to play um garoppolo was also activated uh, or designated to return from IR. Uh, so he's going to start practicing. Also, Christian McCaffrey, supposedly. Uh, Matt Rule said that if he practices today, today being Wednesday, when we recorded this, and uh, if he practices Wednesday, he will play on Sunday against, um, who was it? Washington. Ooh, ugly matchup, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Going up against his old coach. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, C-Mac, you're coming back on Saturday, but you're going against the number two Russian defense in the league, and uh, good luck. Yeah, We hey, have nothing to play for. See that guy over there? That's Montez Sweat. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> yeah. On the other side, that's Chase Young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just Probably going to be one of the best year. pass rushers we're going to see in this league in, in a couple years. Yeah. Oh, shit. I know. I hope he turns out good. Like, I, it kind of pisses me off that like Jadavion Clowney never panned out. You know. Yeah. I think Chase Young's got it, man. It looks I, like I've it. I've watched him. He, he's got it. I'm like, yeah, he's 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 gonna hit. He's a hit. Yeah. No, if he stays if he stays healthy, he'll be fine. Yeah. So McCaffrey comes back. Let's say he's playing week 16. George Kittle comes back. Let's say he's playing week 16. You're in the championship game. You've had this dude on your IR spot all year. Would you start either one of them? I'd play them both without even thinking about it. Yeah, same here. There's no question. On, if those guys are healthy, they're they're on your roster. 
Unless you can only play one tight end and you have Travis Kelsey as well. And <laughs> maybe. But even then, I still might think about flexing Kittle. Yeah. Um, you have to play both of them. McCaffrey, what, if you were doing, like, weekly rankings, like, where would McCaffrey slide in? Like, RB2, 3? It's tough. It's tough. Like, against Washington, he'd probably be my RB7, but he's still top 10. Yeah. So, I mean, but here's the thing, right? Is that you you haven't had these guys all fucking year. If you're in the championship game, your team's already good enough. Do you really want to plug in somebody that's coming off IR with nothing to play for? What's their snap percentage? How off, How many reps do they get? Are they on a snap count? Neither one of them's in that great of a matchup. It's like, I don't know, man. It, it'd be scary. I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree. I'd probably play them both, but it'd be scary for sure. See, to me, it's not It's not even a, uh, a tough decision. I mean, if I have Kittle, I, I most likely, unless I'm in a, a dynasty league where I got Kelsey and then I picked up Kittle when he was no good, I have somebody like, you know, maybe Tanyan or Logan Thomas. Yeah, Aikens. I'm prob- yeah, I'm probably not going to have Waller or Kelsey. So other than those two, I'm starting Kittle. There, yeah. There's no there's no question. He's he's the focal point of that offense. No matter who's throwing the ball, I'm starting Kittle. With McCaffrey, you, you've got other running backs that have gotten you to the championship, but some of the guys, you know, have tough matchups this week, like James Robinson going up against Chicago. I'll start McCaffrey over Robinson without thinking about it, without hesitation, mm-hmm. because the matchup's just not there. We talked a little off air about some other things with Robinson, but I'm definitely going to start him over him. There's a few other, uh, a few other matchups that. I would have no problem starting Christian McCaffrey over if he's going to play. Okay. Just wanted to get your thoughts. That's all. So um, with all that being said, I think we're ready to go straight into the recap. The Boom Bus Recap. It's a short one. We uh, didn't pick very many players last week. Eric, how'd you make out, buddy? I think I did pretty goddamn well. Did you? I think so. I know Melvin Gordon hit. Thanks sure for a did. couple of touchdowns, 24.1 fantasy points. Wide receiver, Marvin Jones, hit, nailed it, 29.2 fantasy points. On to the bus running back, Chris Carson, nailed it, 8.9 fantasy points. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, for Chicago, <laughs> missed it. Didn't get that one. I should have picked Thielen again. Should have picked Thielen again. <laughs> I went with yeah. the other way. I said, no, it's going to go to the other guy this time. I feel like there's a fucking Vikings wide receiver that flames out every week. And it was, <laughs> ah, damn it. Should have stuck with Thielen. Cosby's deep sleeper. I had Mr. Lynn Bowden Jr. versus New England. 3,600 bucks, 10.6 fantasy points. Didn't kill you. But by our standard, that is not a win. That is a loss. Um, and my Samson's deep flex play. I had C.D. Lamb. 13.5 points going up against San Fran last week. Which, to the standard of the deep flex play, is a W. Absolutely love it. Uh, Steve, how'd you make out in your boom bust? Uh, my boom bust was not quite as good as Eric's. My boom running back, I picked uh, Raheem Mostert versus Dallas. He got hurt. That's an L. Claypool against Cincinnati. It was not his week. It was the week for Deontay Johnson, so that also was an L. <laughs> uh, my bust running back, I got that one right with Chris Carson against Washington. And I picked, uh, I had to pivot off of Michael Thomas as he was ruled out right after we recorded. 
so I went with uh, Terry McLaurin against uh, Seattle. I don't have it in front of me. What do you have, like eight points, Brian, something like that? 14.7. 14.7. So not enough to uh, to kick me out. So two Ws, two Ls. Uh, my Samson deep flex play, I picked Willie Sneed, who put up a great big donut. Definitely not somebody you wanted to start last week. And my Cosby deep sleeper at 3,300, I picked Cam Sims. Didn't really pan out. At 3,300, didn't kill you, but it's not what you were looking for. So how'd you, uh, how'd you do, Brian? Uh, I had one of my best weeks to date. Absolutely fucking killed it. So I got uh, boom running back. J.D. McKissick was ranked number 26 on the week. Ended up finishing number 7. 25.7 fantasy points. You were pretty fucking thrilled if you started McKissick this week. Even though I was nervous with the uh, the late quarterback change to back to Dwayne Haskins, who <laughs> probably should have touched on that in breaking news, too. <laughs> he can't stay out of the fucking strip clubs, and now he's probably going to lose his job. <laughs> The uh, my boom wide receiver, I picked Juju Smith Schuster. Like Steve said, it was Deontay Johnson's week. He uh, ended up finishing outside the top fifty, with only two and a half fantasy points uh, after being a jackass pregame and then getting lit the fuck up at the beginning of the game. Uh, you dance on the logo; they're they're gonna put a target on the back of your head, bro. You need to you need to keep your neck on a swivel. Bust running back Kenyon Drake. Yet another letdown week for Kenyon Drake. Once again, outscored by Chase Edmonds, who almost didn't even fucking play in this game. Kenyon Drake was ranked number 15 on the week by Fantasy Pros. I said way too high. Kenyon Drake said way too high. He finished number 49 on the week with six fantasy points. Tyler Lockett against Washington was my bust wide receiver. He was also ranked number 15. He finished outside the top 50 with 7.4 fantasy points. Uh, quite the drop. My Cosby's deep sleeper was Willie Sneed for $4,300. Fucking steal. Soft matchup. <laughs> Socked. Fucking donut. Nothing. I'm not even sure he played. And uh, my Samson's deep flex play was Christian Kirk. Just couldn't get it done. 6.3 fantasy points. Uh, definitely not enough. Definitely not what you're looking for. So that was my week. You know, I went 1-1 uh, one one on the booms, 2-0 oh on the bus. So I was I was pretty happy with that. You know, it's a pretty high hit rate right there. 75%. I'll take it. So before we get into this week, I do have another award show question I'd like us to ponder over a little bit. You know, I'm typing it up. I'm typing up some of the busts, you know, the guys that really let us down. And uh, I'm curious what you guys think about the biggest rookie letdown. So the four options I typed in there were Henry Ruggs, Keyshawn Vaughn, Josh Kelly, Jalen Rager. Kelly was somebody who I believe typically went undrafted, but started getting a little hype after the first couple weeks. He was a big waiver wire ad, and it just never panned out. They refused to give him the work. Even when everybody else got hurt, they brought in Kalen Balazs and gave him the work. They obviously did not think he was ready. But I'm wondering if you guys really think he was a letdown, considering there wasn't a ton of pre-draft buzz. Not really. Uh, I mean, he he was a letdown. Don't get me wrong. When Equa got hurt, everybody expected Kelly. Oh, he's a handcuff. You got to have him. Yep. He he did not pan out like you like you said, Justin Jackson until he got hurt, and then everybody else that seemed to run in that backfield, other than Josh Kelly, had success. So, uh, as far as a, a 
rookie letdown, yeah, but going undrafted, I don't know that he would be on the list. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few other names that we could probably throw in that spot that that haven't uh, that didn't get that did get drafted that did not perform or or have just started performing in weeks you know in the late weeks. Keyshawn Vaughn is more worthy to be on that list than than uh, Josh Kelly, I believe, because Keyshawn Vaughn, like. Oh, well, he was he getting was drafted mid rounds. Preseason buzz, dude. Yeah, and he was basically he was this year's Darwin Thompson. I feel yeah, like, was getting a ton of preseason buzz, climbing up to the draft boards. You know what I mean? Going in mid rounds, and and people thought he was going to be Tampa Bay Buccaneers James White version of James White, and he's been completely. He's exactly he's Darwin Thompson, twenty twenty Darwin Thompson. Oh my God! Hey, never sees the field. That's strange. Like, Let's break this down for a second. So last year, Darwin Thompson didn't deserve consideration, but Keyshawn Vaughn does deserve consideration because he's basically Darwin Thompson. Yeah, but you 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 got to understand that you've been got Darwin Thompson. You've been got David. <laughs> yeah, well, comparing it to David Montgomery <laughs> is different. There's no really rookies in the top three rounds. I feel like that flamed out. Even Jonathan Taylor's turned it around lately. He's like, turned he it around like somebody who would have been a bust, but he's actually literally turned it around big time the yeah. last month or so. But he was looking like a candidate for a little bit. But yeah, I'm just going down the list and I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that was consistently drafted that really just never panned out. Anthony McFarlane? I don't think so. No, no. Acres is the only other one, and like and like we talked about, he's come on the last couple of weeks, but. He's the only one that had draft capital that really didn't pan out until week 13. Mm-hmm. And now he's hurt, so he's not going to pan out the rest of the season. Yeah. I guess I'm just uh, I'm just trying to fill it out. Like I said, I I a lot of these a lot of the times I just throw names in there just so there are names and then if somebody has a better name, I'll replace it. But um you know, that was really the best that I could do as far as uh who deserves to be on there and who doesn't. You know, like like I said, Josh Kelly eh, is he was he really like a huge letdown? Like, yeah, he was mid season, but he didn't really have any pre draft hype. He really didn't go drafted very often. But I can't think of anybody to say, oh, uh, this guy, this guy deserves to be there instead of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Judy. Well, Judy been bad. Judy been bad. Judy been bad. Um, I would put Henry Ruggs the other one I can above think of. Judy. Oh, Henry Ruggs is for sure above Judy. Henry Henry Ruggs is is as far as rookie receivers go. He's at the top of the list. But Rager's not far behind. So the only reason that I don't hold Judy's feet to the fire is because that team has been decimated. I mean, he had to step up and be a number one in his rookie year. They never wanted that. He lost Drew Locke for a chunk of the year. They just It's been bad. The, the injuries have been bad. Their defense uh, has been banged up. So now they're, they're throwing more than ever. And it's just... It's it's not an ideal situation for a rookie wide receiver. So that, I mean, like I said, that's the only reason I'm not holding his feet to the fire and saying you should have been better. It's- yeah, but I mean, in that same respect, Brian, you can't hold Rager accountable because Carson Wentz was throwing the ball to everybody on the other team. I mean, I I, I hold Jalen Rager accountable for not being better. Period. So I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna hold one, you got to hold the other because yeah, Judy I hasn't been that Steve. good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying I'm just saying that I don't I just don't think it was an ideal situation for Judy. Rager is in the no. exact situation we thought he would be in. Yeah, but he wasn't supposed to he wasn't drafted to be the number one this year either. Who was who was supposed to be the number one? Alshon Jeffries is supposed to have been the number one. Oh come and he on. He didn't come back come until mid season. Come on. It, it, he is. He's their number one wide receiver. Steve, they, they, do you want me to they start pulling Rager to take over, but not 
immediately at the start of the season. And then he was hurt. And like I said, he's got Carson Wentz throwing on the fucking football. Do you want me to start it, pulling it, audio from the beginning of the season? From this show where you said that J- Jalen Rager was going to be their number one wide receiver? He was yes, expected to be their that. number one. He was going to be their number one wide receiver. Not that he was drafted to take over day one. I don't know. That was my expectation for him. Am I alone? Am- yes. Eric? I, I expected midseason, but not, not week one. I wasn't really a big Rager dude, so I didn't really pay no mind to well, him. Well, no. I mean, obviously nobody expected Rager yeah. to come out and be stellar week one, but they expected him to develop and get better as the season went, and he never did. He's just another bust. He's another J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Maybe not that low. I was going to say, I wouldn't go that low. <laughs> I mean, the guy has some potential, but... <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, Jerry Jerry Judy has been disappo- has been a disappointment. But I feel like I feel like more was asked of Judy than Rager. That's all. It's my opinion. I'm fine with taking off Josh Kelly and adding Jerry Judy if you guys are good with that. I'm fine with it. I, I'm good. I, I don't think he's my vote anyway. So it's and neither would Kelly be. So it really isn't going to matter to me. No. But I think he deserves to be on there more than Kelly. So I mean, let's let's be honest. It's it's rugs, right? Yeah, it's rugs. It's rugs for me. Yeah, it's rugs for me too. Yeah, I mean, the expectations were so. Oh, he, he was drafted to be the number one, the fastest wide receiver in the draft. Derek Carr's better than you think. John Gruden, John Gruden's offense was built for him. Oh, he's gonna play in the slot. There was so much buzz around Henry Ruggs, and he fucking never panned out. Never. Short of like one or two games where he just caught one pass that made the difference. A fucking 40-yard bomb for a touchdown or something, you know? He never turned into the guy. He hasn't turned into the guy you expected him to turn into. No. No, far from it. I mean, realistic. I mean, he's just he's just been bad, you know? I'm looking at his, at his scores right now. He had that last second touchdown, the last play of the game touchdown against the Jets. That brought him up to 14 points. And he had the big game against Kansas City where he only caught two passes for 118 yards and a touchdown. He's had one top 20 finish, yeah. and that was against Kansas City. Every every other week he's been outside of the top 20. Uh, he's been outside of the top, almost the top 40, yeah. all but two weeks. So, yeah. Right now in PPR rankings, he is wide receiver 88. I think it's Henry Ruggs by a landslide. We'll see what the people think. You know, obviously we always leave it up to them, but. I just don't I don't see how anybody else doesn't win this. I think the only one you could even make a case for is Keyshawn Vaughn because he was like a mid-round pick and literally just never stepped up, never came on the field, just terrible. Um, no, but at least with him, you knew going into week one he was on the practice squad, so you moved on immediately. You know what I mean? You didn't. Yes. You haven't been plugging him in your lineup here and there, hoping for that week. And, you know, he got dropped immediately at the start of the season. So, yeah. And I mean, I I mean, to be honest, it's like, I just can't stand that when you, when you draft a guy and he doesn't even fucking play like that's, there's nothing more heartbreaking, you know, especially a rookie that you think could be good. And, you know, I, I thought Keyshawn Vaughn was going to end up starting, you know, myself, I would have drafted him. No question. If he fell to me, he'd, he'd be my problem. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, none of us, and and you and I, Brian talked about it beginning of the, in the off season before the drafts and everything, nobody expected Rojo to take that job and do what he's done with it. So, yeah. I mean, and then Fournette coming in pretty well, much yeah. made Vaughn 
irrelevant. No, he he literally is this year's Darwin Thompson. It's like last year Darwin Thompson was behind. Uh, oh my god, I can't think of his name. Didn't play. Damian Damian Williams. Williams. Thank you. I was thinking Daryl, and I'm like, that's not right. Uh, Keyshawn uh, Darwin Thompson was behind Damian Williams, and everybody said, well, you know, Damian Williams is the week one starter, but they really like Thompson. I'm telling you, Thompson's going to get the job. Blah 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 blah. And I believe. I looked it up uh, earlier this year. By the time we got to the start of the season, Darwin Thompson's ADP had climbed up to the top of the seventh round, and he literally never took the field. And then yep. Keyshawn Vaughn they signed Shady McCoy, didn't they? Yeah, but he barely took the field too. <laughs> no, but I mean, he he was the number two. He's yeah. the one that backed up. But Damian um, Williams last year. You know, then this year, you know, they draft Keyshawn Vaughn, and you know they really like him. You know, Rojo's the day one starter, but I'm telling you, he's he's gonna move up draft boards. Blah 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 blah. And uh, yep. same and exact thing. Just, yeah, just he just never <laughs> just same exact fucking thing. He never happened, man. I think that's enough. We'll uh, we'll do a full preview of the award show ballot next week, right after Christmas. We'll be uh, doing that, and um, you know, then we'll send this out. We'll let you guys vote. We'll get all. We'll tally all the votes. We'll have our award show in about two weeks. We're looking forward to it. We hope you are too. But for now, we're going to get right into our boom bust players. The boom bust players. Players. <laughs> all right, boys. Championship edition. I'm gonna. We. I mean, you we gotta out. nail these. Eric, why don't you run me through your boom bust? Tell me what you got. Would you like to let the listeners know how we have tweaked oh, it a little bit this week? I meant to do it, and I forgot. I apologize. All right, so for championship weekend, we decided to get a little more specific. You know, we want to give you guys the tops of the tops. Uh, if you're playing in championship weekend, you don't need to know about a guy that's going to finish 15th overall. You want him to finish top 10. So we are picking booms that are ranked outside the top 10 that will finish in the top 5. And we are picking busts that are ranked inside the top 10 that will finish outside the top 15. So, obviously, we're not saying we should, you shouldn't start the busts. Probably, well, number one, they're probably not going to bust. We suck at this. And number two, they're probably big-name players that you just can't bench. But you might want to take into consideration and say, well, you know, if this guy's not going to do very well, maybe I need to take a little risk with my flex. You know, shoot for upside, something like that. Um, we're not advocating to bench these players, is my point. <laughs> um, but, uh, Eric, why don't you give us your boom-bust list, and uh, we'll see what you got this week. We're going to kick it off with the booms. We're going to kick it off with the boom running back, and i got to go down a little ways to pick a guy that I think is going to finish top five this week. And I'm going with Giovanni Bernard. Wow, dude. I'm going deep, dude. Houston has just been an absolute cesspool and just been just feeding running back points. Um, Geo finally took that role back over against Pittsburgh. Like he wasn't really, he was, he was kind of getting himself into a little bit of a timeshare, but he kind of took a little bit more of that workhorse role. I think that's going to continue this week and what should be a competitive game with Houston. And I think Geo is a serious, I Honestly, seriously, think he has a really good chance of finishing top five this week. I think top five. I know is you strong, guys. To be honest, I th- yeah, oh, I think top five is a stretch, but I, I <laughs> oh, it is a see, stretch. But I can see the logic. Yeah. And my wide receiver, I'm going to him. He hasn't been very impressive, but I'm doing it. I'm going with Cooper Cup. 
this week. <laughs> this just feels like a 10 for 125 and a touchdown game for Cooper Cup. I don't know why. It's kind of been what he is. Like, he's going to give you, like, a huge game or he's going to catch, like, four for 40. Yeah. And I just – I think the Rams coming off a fucking – Heartbreaking and a shocker of a loss. 17 point favorites, man. <laughs> and you lost to the Jets. Oh, man. They're going to come out hungry and they're going to fucking, they are going to destroy Seattle, I think. Destroy Seattle. Yeah. Love Didn't me. Seattle also lose? This week. No, Seattle beat Washington. Yeah, no. Yeah, they beat Washington 20 okay, to 15. Yeah. But it was but, close. Yeah, I love me yeah. some cup, man. I love me some cup this mm-hmm. week. What do you got for your bus? Uh, my bus running back, I have David Johnson. Uh, I don't think he should be in the top 10. I don't care that he caught 11 passes for 106 yards. I don't think that's going to happen again. And that's really all I got to say about that. 11 for 101. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought about it because I also think he's ranked a little high. But against Cincinnati, I just couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. No, I hear you. It was between, Honestly, it was between him and Swift. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to pick on Shane's team because he has both of them. Yeah. But it was between them two for me. <laughs> Yep. So uh, what do you got for a bust wide receiver? I was going to pick Keenan Allen, but I fucking don't know if the guy's going to play. Well, I mean, like you said, he played through it last week. If you if you think he's going to play through it and be limited like he was, then he's a pretty good pick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is my bust wide receiver this week. I'm sure a lot of teams, well, I'm going to say this. I'm sure most teams who fucking started them last week probably didn't make it to week 16 because that had to kill your team. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. In the off chance that Keenan Allen does not play, I will officially on air, my pivot pick will be Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Okay. I can get down with that. Eric, okay. stop looking at my list. <laughs> oh, I'm jacking his list. But that's it for my boom bust. All right. Who's next? Uh, Steve, who do you got for your boom bust list? All right, so my uh, my boom bust list, my boom running back this week is going to be McKissick versus Carolina. Uh, he had a good week last week, and uh, I think he's going to have another good week this week, provided that Gibson doesn't play. Gibson plays, and Gibson would be my pick because uh, I would imagine that he won't get announced till later in the week. I just don't expect him to play. I think J.D. McKissick is actually going to be the running back again this week. My boom wide receiver, I'm going to jump back on the Marvin Jones Jr. train. I think he has another top five week against Tampa Bay. He's still going to be the number one option there. And Tampa's been giving up points through the air. So I'm going to go with uh, with Jones. My bus, my bus running back, I am picking Mr. Derek Henry against Green Bay. It's ballsy. Um, it's probably going to be wrong, but... In the last six weeks, Green Bay has only given up three rushing touchdowns, actually two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown to running backs. And they haven't allowed more than 150 yards rushing. So while they are ranked one of the worst defenses against running backs, it's more in the passing game than the rushing game. I just think that Henry will finish outside the top 10. I still think he's going to be into top 15, but I don't think he finishes in the top 10. And my bus running, uh, bus wide receiver this week is uh, Robert Woods. Eric thinks that uh, the Rams are going to come out and have a good week. I do not. I think Goff's going to suck, and I think all of the Rams are going to be terrible this week. For the record, I would take Derrick Henry against the eighty-five Bears. 
I, I'm you're not going to not start. Him. I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's steamrolling motherfuckers. I don't expect him to finish top ten. Uh, I still think he's going to be top fifteen. Kind of like Seattle. Like if you look at their metrics, their pass defense has actually gotten better over the yes. past like month, month and a half. But right, I still so think this is a good matchup for Cup. It's a great matchup for Cup. It's just I expect Goff to just fucking blow. I think this is the week he doesn't show up. That's that's my only thing with any of the Rams uh, wide receivers. They they all should have a great week against Seattle. So, I mean, for my boom-bust list, I'm going back to Eric's dude. Running back, Melvin Gordon against the Chargers. I'm loving the spot. He's getting all the work. Eric pointed out last week how well he's been doing lately. And I'm going to ride the train. I think he's I think he's onto something. I think Eric really pointed it out to us. And since he opened my eyes, I can't unsee it. Well, I mean, look, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like, Philip Lindsay just has not looked good, dude. He looks like... No, he just needs to rest, dude. It's all Gordon from here on out. And what do, what do we got? Melvin Gordon playing in this week, Brian? A revenge game. Oh, that's right. Oh my yeah. god, I didn't even put that together. Holy shit! Yeah, no, that's fucking awesome. I didn't. I honest to god, that did not even occur to me. That's. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take uh, Melvin Gordon to boom. My boom wide receiver is also Cooper Cup against Seattle. I think, like Eric said, I think desperate for a win. They want to get out. It's more of a statement thing at this point. I think they want to go out there and prove something. My bust running back, I'm taking DeAndre Swift against Tampa Bay. Really good rushing defense. I think Tampa Bay is starting to come on a little bit, even though they have been up and down, so they could just go out there and blow and prove me wrong. But <laughs> but uh, I'll take, if I'm going to pick somebody in the top 10, I'll, I'll I'll roll the dice with DeAndre Swift and say I think he'll finish outside the top 15. And uh, my wide receiver, I'm taking A.J. Brown against Green Bay because I think Steve's 100% wrong. I think Derrick Henry is going to fucking steamroll Green Bay. I think he's going to get a ton of work. I don't know how much they're going to be throwing, and uh, I think A.J. Brown is is in for a lower output day. I don't think he's going to be disappointing by any means, but I think... uh, outside the top 15 is definitely within the realm of possibility. I actually have the opposite view on AJ Brown and I was actually pissed that he was outside that was that he was inside the top 10 cuz he was going to be my boom wide receiver. Yeah, he was um, going to be my I don't know what well. it is. <laughs> I I I don't know why it's just pure gut feeling. I just have a feeling AJ Brown's going ham this weekend. Yeah, which he, makes he me could. feel a little better about my matchups. He could. He absolutely could cuz I, I mean I pretty much thought the same thing last week and uh you know, I thought it would be the Derrick Henry show, and, and Tannehill still went out there and had a great day. A.J. Brown had a good day. You know, it, it's definitely possible. You know, they've shown that they're capable of, of both. But I don't really think that Green Bay's defense is, like, enough of a pushover. Let them run and throw. And if they have to choose, I think they're going to run. You know, even last week against uh, Detroit, A.J. Brown only finished with 15 points. That would have put him outside the top 20 this week. So. Right. You also have, like, like, I can get behind your Brown pick just because of Corey Davis. Yes. Because it might be Davis's week, uh, depending on coverages. So it, it very well could happen. I like A.J. Brown this week. I like I actually like Corey Davis this week. I think Tannehill's going to throw a lot more. Because uh, Green Bay knows that they're, that, uh, they're facing Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to stop Derrick Henry. I don't know why. But if you sell out, if you sell out to stop Henry, then you're leaving Davis and, and Brown. And Brown open, and right? But Brown open, yeah. I mean, they, Alexander's they have... a good Alexander's a good corner. Like he he can he can hang. Yeah, 
with yeah. either one of them. I mean, they'll get theirs, but I mean, he they at least have a corner who's above average, who's like he's actually pretty good. Like yeah. they have a no. I I just think that if Green Bay wants to win, and and keep that lead that they have at the number one seed. They, they have to try to shut down Derrick Henry. And I say try. Like I said, I yeah. still expect him to be inside the top 15. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be wrong on this pick, but I definitely see him being outside the top 10. Yeah, because I seem to remember you picking him against a an actual really good rushing defense in Indianapolis, and Derrick Henry just went out there and fucking clowned oh, on him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like dude, going into the season and, and uh, you, you know this and Eric knows this. I've been a Derrick Henry hater his whole career. I've never believed in him. I've never thought he was that good. I've always kind of thought he was a flash in the pan guy. He'd give you a few hot weeks. I'm done with that shit. I, I'm, I believe in him. He's fucking legit. If I can draft him next year, I'm drafting him. I'm not passing on him again. I am not stupid enough to keep making this decision. I was wrong. They were right. Derrick Henry's legit. Like he is a fucking monster. And uh, I'm done hating on him. So so the only other running back I came close to picking was Austin Eckler against Denver. Did you guys give him a second look? No. So with Austin Eckler, I kind of glanced over that name pretty quick just because I know his reception floor is just so fucking high, man. Like, I don't see how he finishes outside the top 15 just because he can probably. I mean, he's had a couple of down weeks. Let's not, like, ignore it. Like, I believe last week was one of them. But I just... Yeah, I I couldn't pick him. I didn't give him much consideration. Mm-hmm. No, it's a home game. Um, uh, like Eric said, with the reception floor, I, I'm fine with Eckler where he's at. I, I still expect him to be top 15. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I ultimately pivoted off of him as well um, once I really started thinking about it. But I don't know, just something gravitated me towards him. And I, obviously, I didn't end up doing it. But Where he's ranked at the number three is high. It's too high. I think. But I, I still think he's a top ten this week. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to bet that he was going to finish outside the top ten. But I do think, I think, ranked number three is like way too fucking high. Yeah, he's been ranked way too high since he came back. There was one week where he was ranked number fucking two. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I don't know about that, man. Like he has been ranked too high, but yeah, outside the top fifteen, I just don't see. That's going to wrap up the boom bust, and uh, we're now we're going to give you our Cosby's Deep Sleepers. Cosby's Deep Sleepers. Cosby's Deep Sleeper. Who you got, Eric? I'm going back. Back. To a man who burned me. I'm going to A.J. Green. <laughs> he is uh, 3,400 or 36. I forgot to write it down. Uh, one of the two. Um, it does not look like there will be any Tyler Boyd this week. It is a damn good matchup going up against Houston. Uh, the quarterback is still trash. I, for the price, I was like, you know, I mean, it's not a bad pick. I don't think considering how cheap he is and, and the matchup <sighs> could be worse. No, I, I'm it's AJ green. I'm not putting my money on AJ green. <laughs> Steve, who's your deep sleeper? So my Cosby's deep sleeper, I'm going with Lynn Bowden Jr. at 3,900. Miami's going up against uh, Las Vegas. And uh, Bowden's getting the uh, the dump-offs. Uh, Las Vegas' run defense isn't that good. So okay. at 3,900, you can still slot a couple other guys in there um, and spend a little bit higher money to uh, to get some of the big guys mm-hmm. and make a pretty decent lineup. So. So I mean, I went to I opened up DraftKings. I said, "All right, so who's who's under forty five hundred bucks?" 
So I scroll down to 4,500, and the very first name that jumped out to me was Jamison Crowder against Cleveland. Why is he so fucking cheap? Like He's uh, still questionable, I think. Yeah, but usually with DraftKings, they, they make you pay anyway. Uh, not if he's not going to play. But George if Kittle's like the towards... third. George Kittle's like the third highest ranked tight end all fucking year. Same thing with McCaffrey yeah. and like they're not they don't play, but they price them like they're gonna just in case. Yeah, if he's down that far, I would expect Crowder's not playing. Either that, or they know the Jets are going to throw the ball to the to the turf every fucking play so that they don't lose another or they don't win another game and lose another draft position. <laughs> oh, well, that, I mean, that'd be the, the only reason now, I could think of. You know, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean he I mean I'm looking at his player profile right now. There's no injury designation. He's not questionable. He's not Yeah. But I don't see anything. I don't know. I, I I saw him too and I just I went past him because I don't expect him to to do anything. Hmm. Yeah, I mean against a softer Cleveland defense, I'll definitely I'm willing to put some, I'm willing to put my money on on Crowder coming through at 4500 bucks. That's a steal. I don't know. Like I said, I can't figure out why he's ranked that low. Why he's so cheap? I mean, he is going up against Ward, so maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Don't, he goes in the slot quite a bit too, though. Yeah, he is. Does yeah. Ward shadow the slot? I don't think. He I does. think the. I think he has been uh, recently. Oh, he has been. I think so. But their. I mean, their whole defense has gotten a lot better in the last few weeks. They're 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 turning it on at the right time. So I, yeah. I don't know, Brian. To answer your question, I do not know why they would have Crowder that yeah. that low. I so, did see him. Uh, I'm leery at playing him just because it's the Jets, but he's been when he's been on, he's been solid. So yeah, I saw that and I I threw him into my lineup faster than anything because I'm hoping that DraftKings just made a mistake and I I got my I got my lineup set before they could fix it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's gonna bring us into the Samson's deep flex play. Samson's deep flex play. So. Quickly, I'm just, you know, again, I scrolled down, wide receiver 36, you know, because um, it's going to be a wide receiver. Nobody's picking a fucking running back ranked that low. Um, and the first name right there, number 37, Kiki QT against Cincinnati. I know that he had a bad week last week after people kind of expected a lot from him. But uh, actually, no, he didn't. Uh, he, he had a mediocre week last week. People kind of expected more from him after that big week in Indy. But. It's just not who he is. I mean, well, Cooks was back last week too. Cooks wasn't there the week against Indy. Yeah, and I mean it's against Cincinnati. It's a soft, soft, soft defense. So uh, that was like I said. I scrolled down to see who was available. The first name I saw was Kiki Cutie, and I said, "Good enough for me." I don't even need to see the others. I, I think he's got a nice, safe ten point floor. So my uh, deep flex play is Russell Gage, the number thirty five wide receiver on the week. I believe Julio's out for the season. And when Julio has been out, Russell Gage has finished inside the top 20 every week. Well, not every week, but he's finished much better. Uh, I think week one and two, he was inside the top 20. And then the last two weeks with Julio, he's finished in the top 20. Eric, who do you have at your deep flex play? Uh, Kiki Kute sounds good to me. Taking it. Um, <laughs> I, I cl- I'm not going to lie. I, I closed the app, uh, the, the thing down, too lazy to reopen it and I was going to pick one of your two names, and I'm like, yeah, QT sounds good to me. So, yeah. I mean, Eric, CD Lamb's down there, which he's got a good lineup. I looked at him. Rashad Higgins is in that same range. He's got a good matchup Ooh. against the Jets. Rashad Higgins. Let's spread it around. Rashad. I do like Rashad Higgins, Higgins this week. Yeah, I do too. I, didn't think I, he, I like Kim and Landry. He, I, I didn't think he would be that low. Well, he is I, number 36. 
He's 36, yeah. Yeah. Supposed to be below 36, but okay. Fine, whatever. It's the playoff edition, Brian. It's, championship. <laughs> it, it's, a, it, it's a guy that you might actually take a shot at fucking starting. If people are in the championship, they know they're playing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they should. Although you don't. But uh, I don't. We're going to help you out with that right now, Eric. Get ready, because here comes the head-to-head predictions. Head-to-head predictions. So, Eric, you're in the championship game. You're playing Shane for the chip, trying to win that trophy, trying to win that money, get that cheddar. Tell me, how do you feel about your chances? Uh, I don't feel like great. Uh, I mean, even even ESPN has this as a, at a dead 50-50 split win probability for both of us. Pretty even. Pretty damn even game. I mean, when you look at all the players, I mean, quarterbacks to the running backs to the receivers. I mean, even all the way down to the flexes. I mean, it, it's it's pretty even across the board. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. I got Adams. He's got Allen Robinson. I got A.J. Brown. I mean, you know, Kyla Murray and Hurts, pretty close. Eckler Swift versus Montgomery and Robinson. I'm picking me, obviously. Oh, of course. But I don't feel like confident i don't feel like you know what i mean i'm I'm not i'm not filling out my fucking uh tag engraving sheet just yet i'm gonna wait you know <laughs> i don't feel that confident yeah um so i mean you do have uh some lineup questions though you've you've said that you're really not sure if you want to start james robinson maybe kick jk dobbins up to the rb spot and bring dj moore off the bench and uh, i told you before I, I you know looking at it I really think that is your best lineup. That's I, I think that's what I would do. Where are you with that? What are you thinking? Well, I have a few question marks, and I'm gonna I will probably say there is an eighty percent chance that DJ Moore finds his way starting somewhere. Even though it's not a fantastic matchup against the Redskins uh the football team. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you, Eric. As far as your lineup, what I see, the biggest question mark I have is how comfortable are you starting Terry McLaurin not knowing who the quarterback's going to be in Washington? Bingo. Steve just hit it. Terry McLaurin is my other question mark. If it's going to be Heineke, I might. I don't know, man. I'm going to be a little nervous. I'd almost rather see Haskins, but it's not going to be Haskins. I don't think it's going to be Alex Smith. I don't expect it, really... it to be either of them. I, I, that's, that's the biggest question mark I see on your entire roster is who do you put? Do you start F1 or you do start DJ Moore on the opposite side? Because that yeah, really gonna, is, is the choice that I see between the two. Yeah. So, all right. So, view it like Dobbins is staying in. All right. So, say I'm going to set, I'm changing my lineup. I'm playing Dobbins. I'm playing more. I got one flex to fill. It's between McLaurin and Robinson. If Robinson plays and McLaurin's playing with Heineke at quarterback, who do you pick between those two? Because that's kind of what it's coming down to for me. If Robinson I feel plays, like I play Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. If Robinson plays, Probably I play Robinson. Robinson. Hmm. Even, even against Chicago. I still take Robinson because you're, you're going to get Ryan. the solid production from him. So, I mean, do we know for sure that Alex Smith isn't playing? It's not a hundred percent, but still, I don't expect it. It's still up in the air. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I, I really am hopeful that he plays, but I don't expect it. Mm-hmm. And um, who the fuck is Heineke? He was their quarantine quarterback. He was their emergency quarantine quarterback. They brought yeah. him up last week, I believe. Last week. So, I mean, I'm looking up his career stats. He has played in one game. Well, he's played in a couple, but like 
you know, he played six games in 2018. He played one game in 2017. But uh, he only had one game with significant snaps. Yes. So you know, he took he threw one pass in all those other games. In one game, he played 90 percent of snaps. He threw for 274 yards, three interceptions, and a touchdown. With Henneke, I would start McLaurin, especially if you know he hasn't been practicing with them. They might just come in and lean on their guy. You know what I mean? Like they might just they might throw say fuck the playbook. Just just look for McLaurin, dude. Don't overthink this. Just look for McLaurin. <laughs> you know. Um, and is that easier to defend? Yes, but I also don't think Carolina's defense is all that great. You know, with Robinson, they might be looking at long term. You know, he's banged up. He hasn't been practicing. I don't know. It's like, plus they don't want to win. If if Robinson actually starts playing well, they'll they'll pull his ass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I think i would start mclaurin that's that's my two cents um for the record i am taking eric and um you know last week we all took eric we all took shane uh th- that's our championship matchup there's nothing against shane's team i think it's super tight but i'm just having trouble picking anybody other than eric right now steve what do you think i'm taking shane i'm gonna be on my on an island by myself <laughs> the contrarian I, I uh, I'm looking for Shane to find a way to sneak Antonio Brown somewhere into his lineup because he believes he believes Antonio Brown to be the uh, fantasy MVP. I think uh, I think he's going to have the opportunity to prove that because both teams are very close as far as the head-to-head matchups at each position. I just uh, I think I think Shane's team's going to pull out the upset. I just, uh, if it was up to me looking at Shane's lineup, I would probably move David Johnson out of the flex, put him into the, the running back spot, and take DeAndre Swift out against Tampa's front uh, front five, front four, because their run defense is stout. And I think that's probably where I would try to sneak Antonio Brown in if I was, uh, if I was Shane. But we, dude, we, 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 we all on this episode, we're going to send his head into a fucking tippy, dude. He's going to be... <laughs> Fucking sweating, overthinking. His head's going to blow up all weekend long, dude. He's going to be like, oh, shit. Steve's right. Fuck, man. I should bench Swift. He's going to be making, he's going to be pondering everything. Yeah. You can edit and this I out. I love it. But you're welcome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, this, uh, it should be a good matchup. I really think it should. I am going to take Shane. Yeah, but, it was uh, tough. I, I kind of went into it assuming I would pick you, Eric. And, um, the more I looked at it, the more I was like, man, this is a fucking coin flip. This really wouldn't surprise me either way. And, this way, uh, somebody on the podcast is right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was important. You know, make you know, sure we well, get this because right. Because you know Eric's picking himself. Yeah. And, and so the swing boat comes to you or I. So I, I'll take the other side and uh, I'll, I'll I'll root for Shane. I, I told him how to win. Let's see if he follows my advice. <laughs> no, it's close, dude. Yeah. Like I said, like you look at like. I look. I don't. I don't know if it's just me, but I look at every position. I mean, maybe right now I'd give Shane the slight edge on tight end, just because God, it's kind of regressed, and Hunter Henry's actually kind of doing okay. Yeah. But I'm like, it's pretty even. Like, yeah, there's no I, like glaring. You could put Tanya in at, at yeah, tight end him. and probably be Absolutely in a better spot <laughs> than uh, Goddard. Brian nailed Tanya last week, and, and it's like he is just purely a red zone target. Like, <laughs> if he doesn't catch a touchdown, he's kind of trash. He did have a little stretch there where, like, 
the touchdowns he's had, helped, and he still would have done okay. But the last five weeks, he's had ten points or more. Yeah, the last five weeks, he's had a touchdown. He's, I would expect him to have another one this week. Goddard's been shit since uh, Ertz came back. He's getting a lot more volume than Tanyan. Yeah, and he he did drop a wide open touchdown last week. No, he did. I saw that too. But I mean, he, he's he if he doesn't catch a touchdown, he's fantasy irrelevant as well. So no, 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 no. The difference is that Goddard's not catching touchdowns and scoring seven to eight points. If Tanya doesn't catch a touchdown, he's going to have two. Yeah. I just, I, I, well, yeah, but it's, it, that's a lot harder to predict than volume. I'll go with the volume and I'll take my seven, eight point floor rather than gamble on Tanya, who isn't very good catching a touchdown. Yeah. He's had, he's had a nice little streak here, but streaks end every year. They do. I mean, we'll have to let it play out too. Like, Who's who's the higher upside play, Tanyan or or Goddard? Tanyan. Tanyan. I, I think it is Tanyan too. Um, I don't know. I I think Shane I'll still a, take Goddard. Goddard. Goddard has the better matchup against Dallas, but I don't know if if it was my team, which it's not. I would have I would be putting Tanyan in if I had to make this choice. I don't know. I feel I feel like I feel like I mean, Tanyan's ceiling is like twelve to fifteen points, and Goddard's ceiling is twenty plus. That's my two cents i mean that's but that's only if goddard gets 10 targets again which he had against seattle week 12 and he had week one against washington yeah and he you know he scored a touchdown with that but if he's getting the the six seven targets that he's been getting uh he's catching four or five of those which is fine but he's he's looking at eight points and if you if he gets in the end zone it's 15 I, i don't see the 20 i will i'll say this too um Shane has a lot of his players playing on Saturday, like half his team. So yeah. if, if I mean, if his team comes out and just com- is completely fucking steamrolling, I mean, yeah, it's looking like I'm going to get blown out. I might swap Goddard for Tanyan just because I might be like, you know what? I got to shoot that fucking Tanyan as a two touchdown game, which I think is far more likely than Goddard. The thing with Tanyan is you're at a five target ceiling. That That's pretty much his ceiling. You're, you're not going to see more than five targets. Since Adams has been back, he's four targets, five, 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 three. But Goddard, you're you're looking at anywhere between, even with Hertz, you're looking at anywhere between five and ten targets. So, there it, it's tough. But like you say, Eric, if going into Sunday you need a huge game out of your tight end, I, I would go with Goddard. I mean, I would go with Tanyan. Otherwise, yeah, see, I, I, would I wouldn't. Take the same I would with Goddard. I just, I, I mean, Goddard has the volume. He's getting red zone targets. I mean, the the upside is that, like, so Goddard's floor comes from his volume. His ceiling comes from his volume with touchdowns. I feel like Tanyan is already playing at his ceiling because he's not going to get the volume. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he he could have a two-touchdown game again, but, like, I'm not willing to gamble he has a one-touchdown game. I'm certainly not going to put my money on a two-touchdown game, you know? And No, but there's, there's another factor that I'm looking at, too. So say I go into say Shane's up. I think I got like I got Kyla Murray going Saturday. I think that's it. And like so, say I'm going into Sunday and Shane's up fucking ninety points to thirty. I will swap to Tanya for this reason too. He has Hurts. I have Goddard. If Goddard has a great game, Hurts is also going to have a great game. So I'm going to have to bank that Hurts sucks. Goddard doesn't get much, and Tanya does well to make up some gap. If you kind of get what I'm saying. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I, I, I feel the yeah. exact opposite. If, if Hertz is fucking rolling, don't you want to be part of that? Like, Well, Hertz was rolling last week, and Goddard kind of didn't really do much. 
No, he didn't. Um, but I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, to me, it's like if I, if I'm looking at it going, wow, I think Hurts could have a really good game. I want to make sure I bench his receivers and play somebody else. Like, I just, I don't really understand the logic, I guess. Like, is this like when you voodoo cut the cards? Like, you, <laughs> like you're going to put in Tanya into that Goddard doesn't have a good game? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, if I'm really down that deep, yeah, I might have to make some kind of a, like a, a, a risky play almost to, to kind of try to gain some ground. But, and I will be on record saying this, and I've already said it in the chat. I think he's making a mistake playing Hurts. I think it's Watson's the play. Oh, we've already beer better. I know, I know, I I know, I disagree. I know you guys disagree with me there, but I I do. I believe that I I would play Watson over Hurts, but yeah, I can't fault the start because he's actually looked pretty well and played pretty well. All right, so the predictions are in. Two votes for Eric, one vote for Shane. Eric, you got anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? No, just that it's been a uh, been a fantastic season. Uh, I can't believe we're at week sixteen. We uh, this is a funny year, man. We had to navigate four months of uh uncharted territory you know with the with the whole covid uh situation and we fucking made it man we made it to the finish line i made it to the ch- made it to the ship hopefully i fucking engrave another tag on that trophy make it three <laughs> times then i can rub it all in you guys faces more and more Yep. and yeah if you guys are playing for championships man i hope you get the hope you uh hope you win your games get that trophy get that belt whatever you get get that cash before before the holiday season or right after Christmas, and uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's almost over, man. Almost there. Couple more, couple more episodes. Yep. Steve, you uh, got anything you want to add, buddy? Just uh, good luck in your ships, guys. It's been <laughs> a good season, and uh, if you were if you were fortunate enough to make the playoffs this year, in all in all seriousness, with all the the, the injuries and the dealing with COVIDs and juggling lineups and stuff, uh, kudos to you. Uh, it was. It's definitely been one of the most challenging years for fantasy football, just because of everything that's come up. So good luck, and uh, we'll see you uh, next year. All right. So this is your last chance, guys. Your last chance to reach out to us, ask us a mailbag question if you want, even if it's just about the podcast or real football or whatever. I know fantasy's wrapping up, but we got a couple more episodes to go. If you want to reach out, you want to offer a. Uh, a rule change, a uh, question for the award show, um, anything, you can call us at 508-343-8010. That will go straight to voicemail. It will not ring. We check that every day. As well as the dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. You can reach us there anytime as well. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And uh, please look forward to the award show preview coming out next week. And we will look forward to giving it to you. 